brings the community together in dialogue. And then when Pope John Paul came to St. Louis in 99, for the first time, we heard coming out of the mouth of our leader. He said, no to abortion, no to euthanasia, no to physician-assisted suicide, and no to the death penalty, which is cruel and unnecessary. He acknowledged the cruelty or torture of the death penalty. Our court won't touch it yet because the consciousness has got to grow in us, and the court follows the people, okay? And he said, even those among us who have done a terrible crime have a dignity that should not be taken from them. And that's where we are, but it's all about us. You know the best definition of justice? The working definition of justice? It's just us, just us. And when we wake up, then we want to get a hold of that rope, and I want to, you have invitations waiting for you out there. One of them is the play of Dead Man Walking. Tim Robbins is the only playwright I know of who wrote a play so the young people of the country can do it. It's not for commercial production on Broadway. It's for universities and for high schools. And you have two departments that have to pick up the issue of the death penalty. So discourse starts going in the school. When Mercy of San Francisco did it, the whole curriculum. In chemistry, they're looking at the chemicals you use to kill people. In government and politics, you're looking at how the death penalty works. How does the criminal justice system work? In English, well, what books have been written on prison? Or how do you, you know, how do you enter into the rhetoric of it, the debate of it? The whole thing. And I want to invite you to look into this. We have like 500 of these here tonight. Any high school you know, university where you can, for the young people to be invited to do this play. Tim Robbins is proud of it because he said the young people are the bearers of the future in this country, and we got to wake them up. If we wake up the young people, we're going to go on, on, the, on the right track. And the death penalty, don't think it's a peripheral moral issue about what to do about a few criminals who have done terrible crime. All the deep wounds of our society are in the death penalty. Only the poor are selected for death. Our racism is in it overwhelmingly if you kill a white person is when you get the death penalty. And then it keeps sealing in us that the way to deal with social problems is violent solutions. And so we need to take a path of life. We need to be a life culture, a life society. And so I encourage you to dig, to read, so that our souls can catch on fire, so that we can work for justice. Any efforts to end the death penalty are going to pick up all of these issues. And I just have to say one little word about the arts. I believe there are three ways in society that we're educated, or, or that, we, that we come to understand. One is education. The other is our religious communities, our faith communities, or our human rights communities. And the other is the arts. And in this very city, in the year 2000, the opera of Dead Man Walking premiered here. And it was the first opera company to do it. Jake Hagee's sitting in here. He was a composer of the music. He never did an opera before. Well, I never wrote a book before. Terrence McNally had never done a libretto before. They called it all virgin verse that happened around the opera, you know? The book, 
Well, some of them were going, well, they didn't want to use that image too much, but it's just like never did it before, it couldn't happen before, and here we are. And Jake, the, the uh, power in the opera is the turning point, is the mother of the death row inmate. Frederica von Stade did it here in San Francisco. And before then, I mean, you're all moving in the direction because you know he did it. You even witnessed it in the prologue that he killed two innocent young people. You, you witnessed the murder, so you start with the outrage. You know who did it. He won't take responsibility, so you want to see him get it even more, bring it on. And then the turning point is when this mother comes up. She's never spoken in public before. And she goes, is this where I talk? I feel like I'm on TV or something. And then she pulls out her little notes that I helped her write. She goes, I'm just asking you not to kill my boy. I know he did a terrible thing, but please don't kill my boy. And all of a sudden, then things get very complex. And we hear the victims' families. And there's a, a medley when, when Jake got this in the opera, he called me on the phone. He's playing the piano in the background and said, Helen, I think we have the heart of the opera. And the victims' families are singing, you don't know what it's like to see your child go out the door and the last thing you say is clean your room, do your homework. The last words you ever say, if you knew these were gonna be the last words you ever said, you'd say how much you love him or her. And then while they're singing, Mrs. Desrochers, Joseph's mother, the death row guy, is thinking, you don't know what it's like to see your son slip through your fingers. And then one night, and then one night, he does this terrible thing, and everybody's singing the same pain. Art brings us on a journey. Belonging to a spiritual community brings us into deep parts of our souls we don't even know we have. And so it's such a privilege to be here tonight and to be here with these good public defenders and a DA. I mean, we don't have any DAs like you in Louisiana. I, I don't know, maybe you could teach an online course or something, but, uh, but a DA with integrity who knows that the purpose of a district attorney is to keep the community safe and to seek justice and not get caught like the Green Bay Packers with your team and we gotta win no matter what, which is what happens to people who are only human beings and we human beings don't do well with pressure. Thank you.